In the next few minutes, you're going to hear what to do if you have a five-year-old who likes to dress up in his cousin's lycra ballet dress. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sprout and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Uh, the answer to this week's question comes from the courage pillar inside the Evolved Family Method this week. And the courage pillar shows you how to step forward and start conversations or make decisions with kids when it doesn't feel natural or your feelings are holding you back or there's this vague sense of anxiety or worry that something's wrong. So what you may do if you have a question like this, and I would like to read a little bit more detail so you have all the background. Hi Sarah, my five-year-old boy likes getting dressed up in his cousin's lycra ballerina costume. She let him borrow it for the night. He kept taking it on and off. When I questioned him how it made him feel, he said it gives him a funny feeling. I don't know whether to discourage it or ignore it. I don't want to confuse him, but I also don't want him feeling any shame. When he went to my sister's house later again, he asked for the dress. So what do I do? So what you might do if you have a situation like this is try and discourage him from wearing the ballet costume. Perhaps you also will wonder if something is wrong with him or wrong with this interest that he's developed. And you'll probably be thinking about what it could mean long-term for his future. You may also be thinking about the worst case scenario and about how he might be bullied by other kids in the future if they learned about this interest of his. And all of that makes sense. I understand why you would be thinking those things because many of us weren't brought up with the understanding that we are all totally unique and we are all allowed to discover who we are, right? Even if that means we are at the risk of being ostracized and teased for being ourselves. So most of the time in our growing up, fitting in and avoiding being singled out and shamed was the priority. Now, I've learned when parents and other caring adults raising kids are prioritizing keeping our kids safe from bullying or reducing their risk of being laughed at, that's a sign there's a particular effect that's coming into play in their parenting and that's called the silent connection breaker. Now, the silent connection breaker influences your parenting unconsciously. It's a pattern that you've experienced from the past that has lodged firmly between you and your kids. It's fueled by fear and it prioritizes risk elimination rather than celebrating diversity and embracing the complex wonder of raising an individual human being. The silent connection breaker also causes you to feel worried about passing on shame to your kids, to feel unsure of the right actions to take, and it might even cause you to worry that you're going to cause long-term problems for your kid if you don't get this decision right. And those feelings are exactly right. Most of us haven't seen behind the scenes of an evolved parent who has done the work on themselves and can manage the emotions that come up as their kids start discovering who they are, particularly around gender and sexuality. We mostly have been raised by adults who were doing their best to prioritize fitting in and risk reduction. So in this episode, I'm going to show you what to do if you have a five-year-old 
who likes to dress up in his cousin's lycra ballet dress. Point number one. Our bodies are designed to feel nice. And as we get older, we learn what we like to do with our bodies. That feels good. Now, when I say as I get, we get older, I'm talking about very young children. In this case, your five-year-old is discovering something that feels enjoyable and lovely to him. That's the feeling of lycra on his skin. Um, the sports we like, the clothes we wear, the hobbies we discover we enjoy, the food we like to eat. Our body sends us messages about all those things that bring us joy. And we get those messages through all our five senses, our taste, the sounds we hear, the smells we smell, what touches our skin, the things we enjoy looking at. Essentially, we are talking about pleasure and how we discover the things that give us pleasure. Now, inside the Evolve School, we talk about all the different ways that we can bring the subject of pleasure into our everyday family life. And this is not about sexuality. Uh, this is about the fact that when we're human, we seek out things we like to do. And your little boy has discovered that wearing something lycra and smooth and soft like that is enjoyable for him. And that may also be that he likes the chul or the ballerina quality of it. We don't know. And at the same time, it gives him joy and it doesn't hurt anybody else. So your job as his parent is to make your home a safe space for his developing individuality. We can all have or should all have the experience of living in a home where we're allowed to wear what we want no matter our gender. Step number two, we get to choose for ourselves as long as we don't hurt other people or do things to others without their consent. So kids are learning as they grow how to make choices and the adults around them can help them work that out by giving them lots of chances to discover new things. And at the same time, we are as the adults, our job is to keep them safe from hurting themselves or hurting other people. Small kids still need adults to care for them. Now, one of the ways adults can provide that care is to look after children if other people think our kids are doing something wrong. And this is a very specific difference that I want to make here. We are not looking after our children to ensure that other people don't think they're doing something wrong. We are in the moment, if other people are judging what our kid is doing and they're not hurting anyone and they're living into their truth about who they are, we are protecting our child from that experience um, in a way that acknowledges that our kid needs to do what they're doing and at the same time other people are going to judge. And that brings me on to point three because other people can sometimes think that we are wrong as parents or our children are doing something wrong and there is a dynamic that exists in our world that underpins that. There are lots of super secret messages out there about what is right and wrong for kids of different genders, particularly genders. 
And sometimes the most important job a parent can take on is showing our kid that those super secret messages, those lies actually exist. Because when our growing kid understands that there are lies out there and assumptions, um, can continue to discover what they're like with our help and with our encouragement and saying, your brain is amazing. I am enjoying so much seeing you discover the things that bring you joy. And at the same time, as a parent, we are creating a system and a supportive framework where our kids aren't under pressure from the messages in the world that I talked about earlier, the super secret messages. That doesn't mean that we're pretending those super secret messages or super secret lies don't exist. That's not what I'm saying. It's more about acknowledging that they exist and at the same time, creating a joyful, encouraging space that uh, protect our kids from the worst effects of those super secret lies. So you've just learned what to do if you have a five-year-old who likes to dress up in his cousin's lycra ballet dress. But this information doesn't do you any good if you don't have the capacity to sit with very complex emotions. There is a lot of pain that we can feel when our child is taking the road less traveled, when they are showing up for exactly who they are and that we know from our experience of what the world is like that there will be people that will get in their way and cause them difficulty and hardship because people judge will judge who your kid and my kid is and without the ability to feel that emotion and that pain and that worry and process those emotions and support ourselves in that experience we do not have the bandwidth to show up for our kid and provide that safe nurturing encouraging environment at home the evolved family method has a pillar called the kindness pillar which all the skills and resources around caring for ourselves and being able to turn towards our own emotions and manage them in a way that doesn't push them away but rather embraces them and we learn from them um, is part of that kindness pillar. And so if you would like to learn the complete evolved family method so that you have all three pillars that provide you with a broad framework, step-by-step instructions that can help you show up for your child as they discover who they are in their miraculous and wonderful authenticity, then look for the link somewhere around this episode or in my bio. Um, you can leave me your contact details and that way I can let you know when the Evolved School is open next and you can learn the full Evolved Family Method. And that's sitting in the car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. Testing, 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 testing. Now, oops. La, 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 la. <laughs> I got an itchy eye. I keep forgetting where I am. Ooh. Ooh. Let's try that again.